0: an author, speaker, and co-director of the Christian Communicators Conference, and I thought, well, who better to bring on my program to talk about one of her topics called Get a Grip on Your Lip, (laughs) and I want to welcome Tammy Whitehurst.
1: Thank you so much, and it is absolutely an honor, a treat to be with you, Adria. I really look forward to the day that we can just, um, we can talk and drink a cup of coffee together in person.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. We are both speakers about joy. And so um, I have often said that uh, people are always saying that I'm so joyful, but I think Tammy is
1: one up on me on the joy. (laughs) about that I think we're on the same team though we're definitely on the same team oh, I, yes. love, I love a team filled with women who love the Lord and are joy filled because we have a skip in our step we have joy in our heart and we have a twinkle in our eye and I will tell you that most of the time the people that I meet Adria who are on our team we've been through some tough stuff in, stuff in our life
0: oh yes
1: that and we know what joy truly is.
0: Yes, because we have learned that no matter what we've gone through, when we have Jesus, the joy giver in our lives, that we can overcome anything that knocks us down or tries to knock us down.
1: That's exactly right. Weeping my last yes. for the night,
0: but joy That's comes right. in the morning. It sure does. Joy comes in the morning. And so I wanted to talk with Tammy today. One of her speaking topics, which really um, just struck a chord with me, is get a grip on your lip. And it just sounded like something that Tammy would say. She's from Texas. I used to live in Texas for 13 years. And so I know how the Texans talk. And I could just hear her saying it. And so I wanted her to share what she means by get a
1: grip on your lip. Well, I will tell you, Adria, and and I know that all of your listeners probably thought I was from England with this accent, but yes, Texas raised Jesus, saved, loving all things cheetah over here. There is, what I've learned is there is a lot of power in words, whether we're singing them, whether we're saying them, whether we're praying them, and once words have escaped our lips... They can only be forgiven, not forgotten. And as a person who speaks all the time, as a person who got ends in conduct whenever I was in school, I got, I mean, all the way from kindergarten up, my mother was always getting those letters that said, Tammy talks too much. I've had to learn and I've always heard, Tammy, you need to get a grip on your lip. So... You know, they just didn't realize, Adria, that we were gonna be speakers. That's why we talk so much. (laughs) That's right. But I do believe that um, when I, my talk about get a grip on your lip has a whole lot to do with the fact that the power of life and death are in the tongue. The tongue is our own um, weapon that I think sometimes we can shine up and we can polish and sometimes we can use it as a dagger and we can hurt people or we can help people heal or we can we can help people feel that sense of joy with the words that come from our mouth but like i said earlier once they've escaped our lips they can only be forgiven not forgotten and when we think back to when we were growing up most likely and i am i will be 53 years old this year but most likely we can remember something that somebody said to us that was negative many, many, many years ago. I think that is why it's so important to get a grip on our lip. Now, before we get into the tough stuff about it, though, let me just give you a funny part about it. Because when it comes to getting a grip on our lip, anything that we say, an opinion that we give that somebody has not asked for is really criticism. That's what I think, and as a person who gets up on a stage all the time, whenever I step out on that stage, most of my audiences are women, they look me from head to toe. You know, that's what women do. I'm one of those people, I have a blonde streak in my hair, I wear red glasses, cheetah is my favorite color, so gaudy with a capital G sometimes is, is what I do, but I love Jesus. I love Jesus with all my heart, and whenever I get home, or sometimes even after I even after I have spoken, I will have people that come up to me, and they will offer things like weight loss tips. They will offer things like um, a different hairstyle that I might like, or or you know, there's all kinds of of ideas that they have that would make me look better on stage. As a matter of fact, and see to me, those people need to get a grip on their lip because I didn't ask for that. One time I actually was about to step out on stage to a rather large audience and the pastor said to me, I can't remember what, what I had on that night, but, but I never go overboard. I mean, you know, yes, I love Dolly Parton. I love me some Dolly Parton, but <laughs> I don't go out there in full sequence and all that kind of stuff, you know. I know the pastor said, I'm just gonna pray for you. He said, I have four daughters. I'm the only man in the house. He said, I know how women can do. So I want them to listen to what you say instead of checking out those cheetah high heels you have on. And he had a point because there would be some women who would think that me wearing a pair of cheetah high heels would be totally inappropriate, that I should wear little black flats. And so they would tell me later, I'm sure that, He prayed that they would hear the message that God wanted them to hear and not just concentrate on a 53 year old woman wearing cheetah high heels. I loved it. I absolutely loved that. And what I have found with that is even with my own self, that if I'm going to give somebody an opinion, because maybe I don't like their hair or I don't like their high heels or whatever, or I have an idea where they could lose weight. I'm never going to do that, by the way, because I fought weight all my life. I have to remember to get a grip on my lip because if they have not asked for my opinion, it's really criticism is what it is.
0: That is very good. Well, I, um, when I saw that that was one of your speaking topics, uh, it reminded me of a book that I had read several years ago called Zip It, The, Key, the Keep It Shut 40-Day Challenge from Karen... Iman, I think that's the way you say her name, E-H-M-A-N. It was really good. I need to go back and read it uh, because it really had some great tips on learning when when to say what. One of the things it says there's one thing is certain about the words we speak, type or even text, they are powerful and they have consequences. I picked up two scripture verses that I want to share today. Psalms 139, 4. Before a word is on my tongue, you Lord, know it completely. And then Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So the tongue and the words that we say can be life or death to people. And so that's why I really wanted to hear your heart today. Have you share with us, when you get knocked down by maybe a negative comment about something that you have said um, at a, a speaking event, what do you usually do and how do you process that to keep yourself pumped up with the joy that you went in with? and to not let it discourage you. What steps or are there some practical things that you do that you can help others when they are kind of knocked down with a negative word or a negative text or something like that?
1: Well, I know for me, when you work in the public and the public is looking at you all the time, you get very thick skin and you you almost laugh in the face of negative words, you know, a lot of times, but I don't, I don't just laugh when somebody says something negative to me, but, but I don't let it get so underneath my skin because I'm going to tell you, um, Ephesians 429 tells us let no corrupt talk, which is negative, you know, let no negative talk come out of your mouth, but only such that is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And with that being said, if somebody does come up to me and they want to tell me that they have a weight loss product that I should try, I will immediately, I mean, I will look at them and I'm going to give them grace. First of all, I'm thinking in my mind, I would never do this to anybody what you've just done, but I'm going to give you grace. And so oftentimes I'll say, you know, um, I'm on the road all the time and the chances of me doing your program are very, very slim. But Hey, if you want to send me a free sample, I'm all for that. Now, I have basically told them, no, I'm not interested, but if they want to send me a free sample, nobody ever sends me the free samples, Adria. But, <laughs> but you know, we, it's hard. It, it's hard to laugh people off at first when you start hearing people really firing at you with negative words. But at some point, we have to tell the negative committee that meets in the boardroom of our mind to sit down and be, Quiet, because the enemy is always going to have people who are shooting negativity at us, because if we are joyful, if we are happy, if we are the kind of people that have a skip in our step, there's nothing that the enemy would rather do than to trip us up. And he can do that by words that people will say to us, especially women. Change is made with words. Change is Change people can be changed one way or the other in a negative way or a positive way by the words that come from our mouth, and so I always say that I can learn something from anything that someone says to me, whether it's negative or whether it's positive, that I can learn something from that, and I can, and that I just have to look at it that way. And a lot of times, I really feel sorry for the people who are the ones who are coming up to people and really you know, kicking them in the gut with words. Hmm. And we have to kind of step out of the line of fire with people who are like that. Mm -hmm. We step out of their line of fire and we either change the subject or we, we just roll on because otherwise there is nothing that the enemy would like more than for us to have stinking thinking. Yeah and to have junk in our trunk. And that's exactly what happens when somebody is pulling all that negativity out of their mouth and onto you. That is stinking thinking, and it's the junk in their trunk coming out of their mouth. I never, when I hear people talk like that, either to me or to someone else, I listen to that and I think, Lord, always help me keep a grip on our lips so I do not make people feel that way.
0: I think that's really uh, an interesting thought about, that you said, I actually feel
1: sorry. I do. People. Hmm. I do. I've learned that um, when it comes to words and the things that come from our mouths, conflict is inevitable, okay? That's gonna happen, you know, with words, because nobody, everybody has different opinions about different things. Conflict is gonna happen, but combat is optional. We do not have to go into combat with someone. I have a thing about, I had heart surgery many years ago. They had to put an implant in my heart, not a transplant, an implant, which I will have all of my life. But at that point, I realized that I wanted to live every day to the fullest and I didn't want to waste any days. Because we don't know how many days we have. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I want is to never waste a day. The older I get, it seems like my days go so quickly. So I don't want to waste any of them. And one of the ways that we can waste our days is to let negative words spill out of our mouth in the form of garbage.
0: When someone has said something negative to me, it has actually literally knocked me down for a day Mm. or I would have to go to bed and process that, and by the end of the day, I would say I have wasted yes. an entire day over a comment, and I should have never done that. I should allow myself a little pocket of time, set a timer, and process that. Write about it. Do whatever I need to do, but wasting a whole day, yes, tuning over that is not good and not right
1: you know I kind of when negativity is coming at me or even if I if if I woke up and I had a tendency to to be guilty of toxic talk because I'm not perfect and from time to time I might wake up with some what I call toxic talk one of the things I believe greater is he that is in me than he that is of the world and whenever we actually when we begin to worship him when we begin to sing when we begin to praise the Lord when we begin to get in his word We are not capable of having toxic talk come from our mouth because if we will be proactive and we will do something about it, we can sink deep into that quicksand of despair very quickly. We can RSVP to the pity party and we will totally lose the grip on our lip. But I know one of the things that I have prayed about, I've said, Lord, put a bitter taste in my mouth. If I'm about to say anything negative or if I am to gossip or discourage anyone, put a bitter taste in my mouth. I have actually taught at retreats where I have said, I've told women, pray that God will put a bitter taste in your mouth if you were going to say anything that would hurt or hinder someone in their walk. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a woman say to me one time, I'm not ready to pray that yet because she because there was so much unforgiveness about a subject. And when there's unforgiveness on a subject, the words that come from our mouth are going to be negative. They're going to be toxic. It's gonna be stinking thinking when there's unforgiveness in an area. She
0: was not ready to allow God to speak good words she had a lot of bitterness and anger in her heart and for her to say that to me makes me think well you know like a kid i I don't want to do that right now
1: (laughs) and that's kind of how it was but the the only person she's robbing is herself yes because that is one day less of a joy-filled life That she won't, she will not live a joy filled life with that in there. And any, when you meet people who have, who have embraced a joy filled life, they have gone through some very non joyful times and they truly recognize that living on the side where joy is that weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning when they leave, when they firmly, Have set their feet on the solid rock of faith and they say, That's the way I want to live. They don't want to sink back in that quicksand of negativity. Whenever they are around people, and this is me included, when I'm around people who are gossiping or talking negative, I just want to get out of that situation as fast as I can because all that does is that's making me, that's pulling me down and I just can't, I can't stand it. I just want away from that situation.
0: Well, I knew that since you are a co-director for a Christian Communicators Conference, I thought, well, surely she can tell us about our lips and communication <laughs> skills. <laughs> well, Tandy, what else? Because I really want to encourage people to be able to look out for joy every day.
1: Tell the negative committee that meets in the boardroom of your mind to sit down and be quiet. Because I'm going to tell you, We cannot soar on wings as eagles if we keep waking up feeling like a chicken nugget. (laughs) So, so, if we, if really the words that come from our mouth, we have a whole lot of control over that. We do, and we have to be aware. And as a person, I will tell you confessions of a control freak here. There were times in my life when I could really be a control freak. And when you're a control freak, sometimes you're trying to be in control of everyone. And really, you can't be in control of everyone. You just Mm got to be in control of yourself. And it's got to be about how you react to a situation. So when we say get a grip on your lip, it's about how you are reacting to Mm -hmm. something that somebody has said to you. And I think pretty much anything that somebody says No matter how negative it is, we can take the high road because if the impossible is possible with God, then whatever has been said, I think that we can get past that. I don't think that it has to ruin our day. It certainly does not have to ruin our life. And it's never too late for a new beginning. So it's never too late to start saying, I want the words that come from my mouth to be helpful, I, want, I don't want them to be harsh. I do not want them to stir up anger. I want to have soft answers. I want to have joyful words. I want to have um, joyful wit. I want to make people happy with my words. I want to encourage, not discourage. And so when we actually, to, I believe that God gives us the desires of our heart. And if we really, truly want to tackle the tongue, he will give us exactly what we need to do that. Thank you, Tammy, for joining me. You are so welcome, and I love talking to you because you just you would you make everybody feel good. you just you have got that gift. you have you're a gifted encourager, and I'm gonna tell you, cemeteries are filled with positive words that were never said. Cemeteries are filled with songs that were never sung, books that were never written. Hallelujahs never hollered. Cemeteries are filled with all these words that were not used appropriately. Let's don't die with buried treasure.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: Let's definitely use our words to help, not hinder. Let's use our words to encourage, not discourage, so that we will be remembered, remembered for what we said that helped people. That, that's how I want to be remembered.